Hello, hello, welcome back everybody to New Tales Retold. Brandon Dylan here, and we are at episode 30. Had a good weekend. We have DC Fandom, uh, ALGS, um, Apex's, uh, I guess you say professional scene starting up. And a couple of little thoughts that I have here on the MCU that we'll get to later on. But first we can start off with our DC Fandom. I didn't realize that's how pro- that's how people There's pronounce it. There was it. an E in the end. Yeah, I know. I realized I spelled it fandom. Fandom. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. <laughs> we had a few trailers, gaming, and like you know, movies and stuff. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, being one of the ones that I'm actually pretty excited for. I feel like we got a, it's very like gonna, it'll be a fun game. I think gonna, it'll be a fun game. It's gonna be. A combining, it looks like it's going to be a combination between all, the old school Ultimate Alliance and Left 4 Dead, but it's going to be DC themed. Yeah. You're going to have to fight the Justice League. I'm a little curious to see how this team is going to beat the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the only thing I can really think of is one of the leaguers are going to help them. From what it seems like, the Flash isn't too affected by Brainiac. I'm guessing it has to do with his speedster, like his powers and everything of everything, like. Di- I guess digesting. Yeah, he has a was it fast a strong, fast, fast immune system. Everything, yeah, everything's everything, fast. Yeah. So maybe he's kind of fighting it, and he's gonna kind of help them. Yeah, we also do see in the trailer, late in the trailer, Wonder Woman fighting Superman. But that could also be before. It could be before. It could be during yeah. the process of them being taken over. She had to fight Superman. Yeah, which obviously Superman would in the end end up winning, but. Yeah. If especially if they're well, it fighting, depends on the writer. especially if they're fighting just straight toe to toe strength. Yeah, and if you yeah. think about it, with Brainiac's influence, they, Superman's probably like blood, blood <laughs> Yeah, he's not holding back. Yeah. He's not holding back shit. Well, then again, Superman's strong enough mentally to try and resist and hold at least force himself to hold back a bit. Yeah. And um, it's funny. I'm glad that you said that because that was my first thought of how they, how um this squad is gonna take on the Justice League, and it's like. It, it, we saw Batman's Batmobile. We saw Green Lantern. You see the Flash. The Flash you see, like it's like how the I, hell we are they going to take Martian on? Man Hunter. We didn't. We also didn't see Hawkman and Hawkwoman. No. Uh, who else didn't we see? Um, it was someone else. I'm thinking Cyborg. Yeah, that's you huge. Did not see Cyborg. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I like. It the, seems um, that they're going with the old school group mm-hmm. before Martian Manhunter joined. Yeah, which is cool. Which it would be cool because maybe they could also show Green Arrow. There's a lot of Justice League members they can yeah, show. Yeah, a lot. Because if this takes place during the peak of the Justice League, they had so many members, so many members. I'm curious. It's funny because you mentioned how it'll be like very Ultimate Alliance, Left for Dead. It makes me wonder if it'll be a multiplayer. Well, you'll have like you'll have that option to play with multiple people. Don't they confirmed it was a multiplayer game? I don't remember. Honestly, I haven't. Not not that I I don't remember them mentioning it when they were watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. I had this thought of if it was gonna be solo and you can like like you were saying Ultimate Alliance when you can choose and swap your character in the middle of playing. Yeah. Or if you'll be like Left for Dead where you're playing with multiple people. Yeah. Because you even get like the little Brainiac um 
creature things. Yeah. They're very Left 4 Dead like, vibes. Yeah, of course. You're going to have the Rainiacs minions are going to be the regular enemies. And you're going to have mini bosses, which is going to be the little monsters. And then yeah. the main bosses are going to be the Justice League. Yeah. Which, during the trailer, one of those big mini bosses were ripped in half. They didn't show who it was. I'm pretty sure it's Deathstroke. It's the only other oh, yeah, person that would make sense. Yeah? Nice. It's, it's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. And it's interesting... Because this game was made by Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. The people who made the Arkham series. Yeah. Gotham Knights wasn't. Well, I know, which is weird. Because if you want, we can get into that. Gotham Knights. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. We got we get our little trailer to Gotham Knights. And you almost have an implicate implying that this is after the Arkham series. Yeah, but at the same it's time. weird. Didn't you hear the Joker in the trailer? The Joker's dead in the Arkham series. No, you didn't. Did this game? Uh, at least I don't remember hearing the Joker when I was watching it last night. It's straight focus from what it seems like on the Court of Owls, and I mean it makes well, sense. But then, I would have liked. But then we also see the Riddlers hinted at. Um, yeah, we see Penguin. But it's almost as if they're nothing. They're like, yo, like we're small fish compared to like the way Penguin's like. You sure you want to go down this rabbit hole? You sure yeah. you want to take these people on? Like, this is, like, you faced me before, but this is different. Like, this is a whole new But at the beginning of, of the trailer, it's they made it seem like it was all the villains shitting on the Gotham Knights. All four of them. Like, they were shitting on all of them. Like, yeah, you're not you're not Batman. Yeah, I mean, they're not, but... <laughs> and they're not, I mean, the Grayson did become Batman. Yeah. But, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it depends how they're gonna do it. It's weird, because you got, you got the, what, they show the tombstone. It's like, that's recommended like that. recommended mm-hmm. with you thinking, with everyone thinking Bruce Wayne is dead, and Alfred's dead, and Batman's dead, and and then you get that little hint. But no, the way you can tell they're scene. not connected is, um, at the beginning of Arkham Knights, he says how he blew up Dwayne Manor. That's how he died in the end of the Arkham series. Is that? Mm-hmm. I've never played the end, yeah. the end one. I've only that's played the first so two. That's why it's so confusing. That's why I'm like, is it a continuation or not? Because it's it feels like a continuation. And it would make sense, the Court of Owls, to finally show no, their face after in the, Batman's gone. in the first gone. trailer, he didn't say that's how he died. In the first trailer, he said he blew up the manor well, yeah. as a contingency of his death. Wait, what are you talking about? In the first Gotham Knights, the very first Gotham Knights trailer, it starts off with Bruce talking and a recording to all four of them. And he mm. said that he died, and as a contingency, he blew up. Well, yeah, that's what happened in the Arkham series. He died. He he blew up the mansion. With himself. And then, no, he's alive still. We get a little after credit where it was like, um, you low-key kind of had the vibe that he went a little darker because it shows some people beating some people up or robbing someone in the alley. And they turn around, they see, like, you know, the whole a, a, a guy standing on the roof. But then it starts getting, like, very Scarecrow vibes, like the way Batman looks. Very creepy, and then he just rushes the two people robbing the person, and it ends. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see it being connected, considering it's a completely different company. Yeah, that's what you said that just now, and I was like, wait. Huh? I think those are just all coincidences. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think this is just a way for them to maybe have a great story and probably make Batman the leader of the Quarter Owls. That would be crazy. Like, that's the only thing I could really see happening. Because... That would be pretty wild. I mean, it, it, it would give it... It would make sense to him being the greatest detective. And it's like, it's a cool idea having that villain underneath his nose the entire yeah. time. But at the same time, it's like, with how good he is, it's like, 
can they really hide under his nose? And like, it's like another thing too is, I thought Jason Todd died. Like, you're did, right. Didn't he die? No. He no, didn't. he didn't. No. no. What happened to him after you beat him? I don't remember. I don't remember what happened to any of them, honestly. I know. I know you can play as some of them for a little bit, but I don't really remember the series. It's been a little bit. That was the last one. Was Arkham City, Arkham Knight, Origins? Or no, the 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 other the last one was when you could explore the city. That I was playing not so long ago. You have the Batmobile. You well, you were able to explore the city from Arkham City. Oh really? I don't yeah. even remember the Ar- old Yeah, old Arkham ones. City. You, yeah. you explored okay. the city. Yeah. Because you had <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Then you. Well, had... in Arkham City, you explored Arkham, the city of Arkham. Mm-hmm. And then you and, explored Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And Arkham Knight. Yeah, the Arkham Knight was when you explored Gotham. Okay. Yeah, and then Arkham Origins, I believe, was before that. Yeah, I think Arkham Origins was before this when, yeah, it's the Origins. Yeah. Beginning. I would have. Uh, it's cool to see the Court of Owls in a video game, but it had me sitting there thinking to myself, I would love to see the Court of Owls as an actual live action villain. That would be a true like for an was old Batman. Weren't they a villain in one of the movies? No, they're actually new in the comics. No, they came out wrong. They were in the um one of the animated things, the Court of Owls. Mm, okay, yeah, and, I would love to see live action, and it would be great for an old Batman. You have like Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, a Batman who's pretty much on the verge of retirement. Yeah, you know, like the and then right before retirement, you found out you find out about this huge crime organization. That's been living underneath Gotham and pretty much operating things. And it'll make Batman question a lot of things that have happened. Seeing a villain that can do that hide in plain sight. Hide in plain sight and and, and for him to never see it. It would truly like I feel like that could, that's a really good way to test Batman's like mind like almost drive him crazy in a way of like you know they can taunt him they can do this very like you know you're not as good at your job as you think it is and even have him think a lot of the things that went down who's to say we didn't let it go down the way it did yeah oh well i doubt this would be the same jason todd because it says that he changed after because in the in the Arkham Knight, he was put into the Lazarus Pit by Rajah Ghoul. That's right. Yes, so yes, he that's right. Lose and he was going a little loose. Yes, I do I remember didn't that. see him working with the other three. Yeah. If that's if that's the case, and they never showed that. him with the Red Hood outfit. He only wore the Arkham Knight outfit. Until no, they did the helm, he, like yeah, the outer layer of it yeah. broke. It showed it that, red. which was dumb. Yeah, because that Arkham Knight outfit was crazy. Okay, I think if it, if it was anything, you should have just taken away the Red Hood outfit and yeah, left just the left Ar- out just the Arkham yeah. Knight outfit. So that that outfit was sick. Everyone, I was so disappointed that that was Jason Todd when it first, when that game first came out. Yeah, because it's like you didn't. I mean, granted, it makes sense. But like, not who else to exactly know? Exactly why Bruce. it was too predictable. It was, I think, the like the first half of the game. Everyone was predicting. That Dark of Night was Jason Todd. Yeah. And, and they were all right. I mean, yeah, because who else other than a Batman I mean, come up with a new villain? Yeah. For the true. game. 
That's true. Arkham Knight. Because I did that with Spider-Man, right? The um, black and white guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the negative. Yeah, I forget his name. I'm like, what the hell is his name? Yeah, that like guy. Like Mr. Negative or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll be. Yeah, well, now, speaking of, we're talking about, like, how will Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad play? I'm curious how this game will play. Because we have all these different members of the Bat family. Is it going to be a very Left 4 Dead-like where you can switch between characters? Well, no, they confirmed that that... They, this game, they confirmed was straight, was straight multiplayer. Yeah, but that's sort of like that, what I'm wondering is, like, you think we'll have, like, let's say, um, character-specific missions, then we'll have missions maybe where you can choose whoever, or will we have missions where you'll have multiple Bat people, and maybe you'll play different perspectives on the mission or even have them both together and you can swap between the characters like so i see it either working like halo or it's like we have our story we play through the story together and we can pick up whenever we want or it it'll be like far cry Mm. where you let's say you want to play with me you got to join my story and progress my story and if you want to progress yours i got to join yours that's the other way i could see it being done yeah, because yeah, because how else do you pull that off? It's really straight. hard to do a multiplayer RPG game. Yeah, for it to work. That's why most multiplayer RPG games just become MMOs. Yeah, because it's make it an open world online. Yeah, a massive online multiplayer game where you have servers. It's kind of hard giving everyone individual servers. Yeah. Servers. GTA had that has that, but it's just like you're so limited with the amount of people, which makes sense. You're only gonna have four. Per yeah. server, at most. But, I don't know. It's going to be weird. And we got a couple other things. Um, was the Peacemaker show? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, this is actually being ran by James Gunn as well. So, it'll probably be pretty fun. The usual comedy along. That's the thing. He's really good with his rated R comedy, you know? It's like, let, let's give let's give you something funny for adults. That wasn't a big and fan that. of him in Suicide Squad. Who, James Gunn? No. Um, Peacemaker. Oh, Peacemaker. Because it's one of those things where it feels like he's still playing John Cena. It doesn't I feel like, feel he's, like always he's playing, playing John yeah, Cena. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like Peacemaker. And I feel like that's where we're going to see that difference where we've always felt that way with The Rock. But I don't think we're going to see that with Black Adam. I feel like he's going to be Black Adam. We're not going to see, like, The Rock. But... He does some funny shit. I, I find him a little funny. He does some funny shit. But I don't know. I, I don't know how they're going to, like, well, I don't understand of why they're doing this. I mean, granted, you know, it makes sense business wise. You're going to make money. John Cena, it's a DC movie. James Gunn's directing, you know, whatever. But the character is dead. Like, how long are we going to keep doing prequels? Like, not just even DC, like Marvel, too. Like, like, you know, like, let's move on. Like, unless that flashback is going to show us something significant. Let's say Black Widow, for example. We haven't seen the significance of that movie. Do you get what I mean? Well, we're going to see, we should see it in Hawkeye. Hopefully, yeah. Remember that after the scene? So, that's what I mean by it. Like, is this, is Peacemaker going to have a significance? Toward the rest no, of the I DCEU. No, I doubt it. This is the DC universe. Right. DCEU we're talking about. <laughs> Which we'll get to. Let's talk about these trailers first. And we'll get to. Because I actually have that written down as conversation. But yeah. It, it's, one thing is pretty cool. Is they did give him his ego. 
his, his little eagle in the end, which I'm assuming in the show will die or fly away because it wasn't in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funniest part to that trailer, though, he was talking about butt babies. <laughs> he was talking about his brother. When, he, when they were kids, his older brother told him there's two types of babies. Babies that are born normal and babies that are born that come out the butt. <laughs> and those babies are usually ugly <laughs> and stupid. So he's just like, yeah. I'm a butt baby. <laughs> and I just sit there like, bro. Uh, this part that shit had me crying. That was so funny. And we got a cool uh, little sneak peek into Black Adam. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that looks fun. Like, the very, the, it's funny when we were watching and you were like, man, I hope he doesn't talk much because The Rock speaks like, the a rock lot. The Rock doesn't stop talking. And not a word out of yeah. his mouth in this trailer. And I, was, and I had seen it prior. That's, so when you said that, I was sitting there like, don't you worry. Because <laughs> yeah, The Rock talks shit. a lot. He yeah, talks a lot. But I don't think we're going to see much talking in <laughs> cool. this. Because that, that's, I feel like that's Black Adam. You know, you know, he, he only says what's necessary. He says yeah. what's necessary, and that's it. And I feel like The Rock is gonna carry that really well, really well. I feel like it's gonna be pretty dope. And showing off the bat, like the savagery, just grabbing homie and disintegrating him, complete skeleton, drop to the floor. Yeah. It's like I don't care who you are, what you are, why are you calling me? Because <laughs> obviously, that's from what it seems like. She found whatever temple she said to them, and he appeared. So. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Black in the actual story, um, the original Shazam, the one that gave Billy his powers, Black Adam has been after him. I'm guessing they able to find that. How who else is gonna put that there, other than the original Shazam? Yeah. So that was probably like, a like not necessarily a signal to get him there, but he saw it. He was like, okay, that's where he's at, yeah. and that's where I'm going. He's yo, you can see the sheer. Mass of the yeah. rock in that damn costume, like Which is perfect because they always depicted like Adam as fucking huge. Yeah, so that's gonna be the rock's a damn monster. It's gonna be cool. I want to see him face up against some um, Superman. It's gonna be a good fight. And we're actually they're actually introducing a decent amount of people in this movie. I didn't realize it until I watched a little like the whole Shazam family. He, no, no, <laughs> we, we're getting Hawkman. Yeah, Cyclone. Adam Smasher and Doctor Fate, all in this movie. Yeah, which is I'm curious to know how this is gonna go because Black Adam can be an antihero at times. Like I, I I've seen moments where it's just like, you know, oh man, the whole universe is gonna get destroyed. Fine. Like I, what, what was it? I was watching some little. No, oh, but I wouldn't um, really call him an antihero for that. I feel like all villains do that. Yeah, that's, if it's yeah. someone bigger and better than them that's gonna destroy the universe, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna gotta stop help. them. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just I would never consider Black Adam a hands. He's a villain. He's a straight villain. <laughs> that's a huge team for him to face, though. Black Adam's brolic. Granted, yeah, you're right. Cause Adam Smasher is okay. Adam Smasher is like a what do you call it? I would call him not really like the Hulk. Like he can grow, can gain his mass and density, and do all that stuff. But he has his limits to yeah. it. And Hawkman is Hawkman. The only person, the person that probably carries super hard is Doctor Fate. But even then, it's gonna be hard using magic against Black Adam. Mm-hmm. He can. He's he's pretty much Superman with magic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be a fun fight. It was a good tease. Good tease. And then we get. 
Another little sneak peek of the Flash. Yo, he's so awkward. It's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, this is the set. That's what we filmed. <laughs> he's like, everything's dark in the background. Like, bro, what are you talking about? My thing is, he said, oh, we don't have a trailer. And I proceeded to show a trailer. That's because nowadays a trailer needs to be like six minutes showing the no, entire trailer movie. Trailer just needs to be like, a minute long. That's it. Yeah, like those the minute long shits nowadays are like, oh look, he's a little a tease or a sneak peek. No, that's a trailer. Like every that's because people want to see the entire movie in a trailer. Like <laughs> I don't understand this whole I this whole thing with wanting to see trailers. I'd rather just watch the movie. Not even that. Save it's time like, and save like. Like, that's it. Like, especially movies this big where all you got to do is announce you're going to do it and then people yeah. are going to go watch it. That's so true. Like, I, I agree I with that. I remember they did that. Oh. They were going to do that with Star Wars. They said they weren't going to release a trailer. And in the last, like, month, they released, like, three. Yeah. And it's like, what? And it's funny. You want to know whose idea that was? Hmm. That was Adam Driver's. Really? Kylo Ren's, yeah. He was telling them that they shouldn't release a trailer. That it'll hype up the movie even more. And it would have. People yeah. would have been so hyped not seeing a trailer. Yeah, it's like right now the Marvel for the internal Eternals. It's like every day I go, I click on YouTube. There's a new trailer, and it's not even. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like a thirty second to a minute clip of the actual movie, and I'm like, when did we start doing this? Why why don't we just like you know do release what? movies exactly what the Russo brothers were talking about? They 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 for Endgame. What did they release? One or two trailers, no after credit scene. They were like, we want this to be like back in the day when you used yeah. to go to the movies, like. But they're not. They're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's too much. Have too to much know. of a fast market. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have to remember they make and money off of the flash. They fast. make money off of all these trailers and sneak peeks when people go watch them. That's true. YouTube so of course they're gonna shit. they won't gonna milk as much as they can and just post whatever they can. I mean, if the company allowed them, I bet you they'd release the entire movie in bits and pieces online. Yeah, right. Just to make all this money. <laughs> and then release the movie in theaters and then have people go watch it. Yeah. That as people would too. Yeah. But yeah, so the flash so for the flash teaser we got or trailer, I guess you can say. Um I feel like that's all that's all trailers should be, teasers. Yeah, right. We got to see a couple things. His new suit, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big fan of. That whole glowy I don't know. I don't know, maybe the, maybe the CG just looked weird or something, or maybe that, I don't know, something about the outfit looked a little uh-huh, too cartoony to me. I didn't mind it. Yeah, it looked weird to me. All the, and, but it did have a, um, what's that, what's the, what's the, where he had the whole armor and had the light coming up. Injustice? Injustice yeah, it had Injustice vibes to it, though. <laughs> had Injustice vibes mm. to it. The animated movie came out, I heard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's something we could talk about on our next episode, 31. That's actually good. We could do that. But yeah, we got a little look at his suit. We got a little look at him saving his mom. Um, I'm assuming Reverse Flash is the main villain. Unless they somehow switch it up to someone else killed his mom. Um, and then we see three of him. Three Flashes. Which is we see weird. two. The other one was Supergirl. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I kept mistaking the symbol <laughs> on the fucking chest. Yeah. I kept looking at it like, that's another speedster. She <laughs> looked like, good. She looked a bit yeah. weird in the outfit when they first showed her in set pictures, but at least in a little bit we see her in that scene. Yeah. She looked good. 
Now, I'm curious as to where they're going to go with this Flashpoint. Are we going to see Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, like, go head-to-head like we saw, like, you know? They confirmed she's Kara? Who? Supergirl? Oh, that that, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't don't follow DC too heavy. Is that Kara? I think that's a new thing. Curious. She doesn't look like her. No, because isn't Supergirl blonde? Yes. Kara is yeah. yeah. If that if that if I'm getting the name correctly, that was her human name. Then yeah, she was yeah. blonde, but obviously wouldn't matter not making her blonde. Yeah. I do, even just her not even it doesn't matter if she's blonde or not. I just feel like she doesn't look like Kara. I feel like the chick from the show looked. Yes, like the chick from the show was spot on. Yeah. For CW show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I didn't. I don't yeah, see her as Kara. I see her more of Superman's daughter. Mm. I know what you're talking than about. Than Kara. I can see that too. I can see that too. I don't know. I was very... I guess you could say I'm very indifferent about the Flash from what we saw. Like, it's like, okay. Like, I see, we, we see your idea, but it's like, are you going to be successful at it? Well, it's Flashpoint. Yeah. But the interesting part is instead of him going and dealing with Aquaman and Wonder Woman, he's dealing with Supergirl and another version of himself. Because in the original Flashpoint, during that whole time, the Amazonians and the Atlanteans were going to yeah. war. And they were literally going to destroy the planet yeah. because of their war. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm wondering. Like what's happening here? Like what's the what? What's the purpose? What did you change? Because that's what he changed before. Mm-hmm. On top of obviously other things, but that was the gist of the problem. Their war was destroying the planet, and it happened because he saved his mom. Well, that and Bruce Wayne died instead. Yeah, and so the it's ma- like the Joker was be- his mom became the Joker, and his dad became so, Batman, who killed. What are we going to do here, you know? Like, what are we doing here? We obviously see Batman, which is Bruce Wayne, because Keaton was playing Bruce Wayne. Um, Keaton was playing Bruce Wayne in the old movies. That's what I'm saying. That are not connected to this. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Unless they're pulling this whole multiverse thing. That Marvel's but, doing, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, from what we know, that those movies are not connected to these. So for all we know, he is playing Bruce Wayne's father. Yeah, because we it, what's funny we have a scene where too where um you see his cowl blood mm-hmm. everywhere, could just be him after a fight like ah, mm-hmm. all right I gotta take a shower yeah, <laughs> that job I think he's gonna crush it though I think he's gonna crush it as a as a dark Batman especially if they make him like an actual like a killer I don't know I think he from what it, it seems like they're trying to make this an MCU yeah I know it's just comedy is cool but I feel like with the tone that the DC movies are in. That they direct them in, like this, the whole vibe of them should take that out of your head because that was Zack Snyder's tone. That's not, but that's the thing, they all still somewhat carry a more serious adult tone to them, and then they just throw in this comedy that almost doesn't even make like it's not funny, it's almost like awkward and like kind of cringe and corny. But at least that's how I feel. But other than the Zack Snyder movies, what movie was dark like that? Let's say if you was to, if you would have taken the comedy out of um well first the first Wonder Woman had that serious adult tone to it that's that what was, I mean not dark still, but the adult but that tone. was still during Zack Snyder's time 
Aquaman could have had that if they eliminated the comedy. That's what I'm saying. It's the it's the moment they include that. Let's 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 have fun with it. Like like let's 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 make it. You know, let's throw in jokes in here and that's where it gets like oh, okay. Like I don't know, DC would be much more successful if they just catered toward the adults. I feel I feel like if the moment they got rid of Zack Snyder, they completely took away that tone. Because really think about the feel of the movies ever since Zack Snyder stopped working on it. It just literally started to feel like MCU movies. I'm, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. Like that whole tone you're thinking of, that was Zack Snyder trying yeah. to do that. But we're not going to get that anymore. He's no longer a part of this. Yes, because he doesn't want a full-blown universe. He had a beginning and an end. Well, he now doesn't. Now he wants to. Now he wants to continue because they forced him to do this universe. And now that they now that he wants to do it, they're like, no. They wanted to force him to do the universe. And now that he wants to do the universe, they're like, no, you're not going to. Like, like yeah. this doesn't make sense. Yeah, which we can get to. Oh, wait, we have one more thing because I do want to talk about just DC as a whole. But we even got our trailer to the Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson's Batman. Which, what's funny, I, f- I feel like when it comes to how movies feeling a certain way, this movie feels very Christopher Nolan, right? The Dark yeah. Knight trilogy vibe. Oh, it's just like, I'm like, okay, I kind of like this. A grounded Batman. I do like the grounded Batman. Like, it, yeah, in the comics, he is capable of, like, you know, being in the Justice League fights and all that. Yeah. But I feel like on screen, it doesn't really look right. Yeah. You know, like, especially during, what was it? The whole abomination. Not abomin- abomination. Not abomination. What the fuck is his name? Doomsday. Oh. The whole Doomsday fight, fuck is Batman doing? <laughs> so it's like having him on that more grounded level. But it's, I, it's, it, they gotta do to get away from him being literally physically involved in these fights. Yeah, because he was the tactician. Yeah, he thought of tactics. He's the one. He saved the day with his mind, not with his fists. Mm-hmm. When it came to these fights. Yeah, especially. And the they have bats. to start emphasizing that. He's coming out with all these big machines, and fighting gadgets, with them. Like, yeah. no. That, that Batman did do that, yes. But at the end of the day, it's his brains that he was the reason why he's there. Which I think we're going to, we'll get that, not necessarily because, in the, obviously, in this movie, he's just in Gotham. But we'll see that more brains detective from what it seems yeah. like. And that's pretty that's exciting. That's what they because yeah. I remember reading that, that they said this is going to be more of a detective with... movie than it will be of, like, an action movie. Which is going to be cool. One thing even I don't know, though, I'm sorry, you, even though the action still looks pretty fucking yeah, crazy. But it was a few things. It was one thing that kind of bothered me. Uh, what were all those moments where he was just standing there trying to look like a model? I have a feeling they're probably still not even done with shit. I feel like this is another trailer where they kind of threw together what was already done and finished. And you think just they just did a it's few still, takes. Think about it. It's all stills. Yeah, <laughs> we, we didn't bro, see. We saw were... one somewhat CGI scene when he was breaking through that glass. Yeah, and that was a quick second. Like we didn't really get much crazy. It's like I was watching the trailer, effect. and it was a few times they just showed him standing there, like trying to be a model, and I'm like, uh, why? <laughs> I fuck with the suit though. The suit looks pretty cool, and it's um, finally bulletproof. About damn time, mm-hmm. <laughs> Batman gets a bulletproof suit. <laughs> Although I don't, I'm not sure how I felt about him just walking and them just shooting at him. I'm like, I want to see Batman, you know, yeah. hiding in the shadows and just taking you guys down, not just like I'm gonna approach you. Even though it was a yeah. very cool and interesting. I just like, hope shot. 
they don't do all of that badass stuff from what it seems like is it, it might be that way and i hope they don't make it corny yeah i don't think they are from what it seems like so i i i don't know i'm like but like you said he's all, he's this. like all this walking through getting shot at he let himself get shot looks at the man then grabs him and it seems very dramatic so far in that trailer yeah. like it seemed like they were like dramatizing a lot in the trailer i don't think it's that it's it's from what it seems when when you watch the trailer it seems like we're gonna have a batman that's not all there like Which i don't there, mind there, there, there's there's a scene where he's like beating the shit out of no, I remember somebody he's like, and, then, and then cat but cat woman standing behind him with this look of like bro what are you doing like you're doing too much like you can see she she looks she's looking at him afraid looking at him afraid like what the fuck i have a feeling we're gonna see which would which make sense i don't mind but i feel like a lot of the scenes with robert patterson with batman not so much the overall thing yeah. like with batman it seems very dramatic like not kind of it, he seemed over the top you think so i don't know i didn't get that vibe i felt like it was a very I feel like this is it, it, it's. I, I see what you mean. I, I feel like, like we can see. Say... It, it seems like it'll be dramatic, but only because. Excuse me. What we were talking about, I think the other day was, how I was saying this seems like it'll. This is Batman when he's first kind of becoming Batman because he's yeah. it's a younger actor, and then even, Alfred, um, is an actor younger than the previous actor. So it's like we're getting you know they yeah. kind of aged everyone down a bit. So I was like. I feel like this might be it. This might be that's why you have that dramatic. You know, he's has yeah. that. What's my limit? What What's Batman's limit? How far does Batman go? One thing I noticed though, compared to Christian Bale's Batman, is during that moment where he's talking to the person through the glass and he gets angry. And it, I don't know. I didn't get the vibe that he was angry, even though he's supposed to be angry I agree. at that moment. Yeah, that one scene. That one scene, I was sitting there like, You're supposed that's to be the mad? one part of the trailer that I was like, but you didn't see mad. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. You didn't feel like a significant. But then when it. you watch Christian Bale's like, yo, when he's beating the Joker, he looked like he was pissed off beating the Joker. And speaking of villain, I'm so glad we're getting the Riddler, man. Yeah, that's going to be cool. like, finally, I mean, he's the one person that bring out the detective really bring out the detective yeah, aspect yeah, really. of, yeah, of Batman. Have to so do his riddles. Exactly. But the thing is, I wonder how they're going to do it because they're making it seem like it's a group. I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought they were going to make him turn into Hush because the Riddler, um, yeah. Enigma, ends up, is Hush, yeah. But the moment we saw that question mark, I was like, okay, he's, yeah. he's the Riddler, like 100%. I just hope they don't yeah, make don't it know. too drama like. Yeah, but I, I because have... a lot of Robert Patterson's movies are that way. Yeah. Let's see. Catwoman seems like she's gonna play the role pretty well. Oh, and that's another thing. I'm glad that we're finally gonna see. Uh, I, from what it seems like, we'll see a much more serious Catwoman Batman relationship. We we've got it. We've got it. It teased she pulled that. Out the gun. We got it teased that, but like this seems like they're gonna full blown like. Yeah. You know. He said, he, he said she pulled out the gun. What yeah, she pulled about? out a gun. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That scene where she, she, was, she was afraid of him. She's like, yo, this guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> but 
that's that's probably where that that relationship will then come in because he'll have that darker side and you yeah. know then well, that that would be cool if we just see like if they give him his own little Batman universe and we start to see that type of Batman where he'll have relationships with these female villains and maybe even partner with a villain or two to defeat that bigger villain and it'll be pretty interesting. And another, one thing that's kind of weird is you're saying that this is supposed to be the origin. But they no, already... this is this is what I'm assuming, just because of the cast being younger. Oh, I yeah. don't think so, because they he had the bat symbol, and it was broken. You're right, and then they end up breaking it. Yeah. So that means he had to have been Batman yeah. for a good while. Because then, if it was an origin, it would have probably that. ended with them yeah. having the bat symbol. Yeah, it would have ended yeah. with the bat symbol in the sky, trying to call for Batman. But now they were breaking the bat symbol, so he had to have been Batman for a good while already. Yeah, already established. Plus, he already had the whole suit hooked up, bulletproof, and everything. Oh man, I'm, I'm he like, had the Batmobile, fireproof guy. and explosion proof. Yeah, I know this guy, Colin Farrell, man, yeah. as the Penguin. Like this is that that's crazy. You hear it though. You can hear yeah, it when he speaks. You you're just like, yo, these makeup artists are are phenomenal. But I wonder how this is all gonna go. Like, um. I want to talk about DC just as a whole because there was something I was thinking about last night and it made me question if it was the right thing. So you remember how this was a while back when we were reading how Stan Lee didn't want one person or a company or whatever to own the rights to every character. He wanted to see his characters being portrayed in all these different... He wants to see his characters portrayed in all these different ways and you know all these different perspectives yeah that's exactly what we're getting in dc they have their shows happening in cw they have their little series happening on hbo max they have the dcu we have all these different things if only they did that shit and let Zack snyder do his thing at the same time but yet i feel like that's (laughs) the problem i feel like that's the problem and it's because it's just unorganized. Like, for a good example, which it had me think about after I thought about all this, was the Suicide Squad. Was is a good example. You have a Suicide Squad movie that's that's whole part of, of the DCU, and you even <clears throat> give Harley Quinn her own movie, which I've never seen. Um, you you know, yeah, you do Birds of Prey and you do all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you low key, but without outright saying if it is or isn't, reboot it. And that's still also part of the DCU. We're also going to reference reference the old movies in a way. Like, I don't know. I feel like they, they have too much happening, and I think that's the issue. The only <laughs> issue is the fact that they wanted to make a universe and connect it. If they were going to do this whole, all that, all these people make different movies, they shouldn't have done that in the first place. They, they, if that was the, what they were going to do, they should have established the writer's and the directors and the people working on it and let the other people do their thing and not try and get all these things and just like, hey, they're all connected. But we're going to separate the movies. But they're connected. But that's the thing. Like the CW and all that is like the CW isn't connected it to is. the DCEU. Yes, it is. That's right. It is. <laughs> it's part of the multiverse. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they, they're having all these people do these individual projects and then telling everybody they're connected instead of just writing them in the idea hey they're gonna be connected yeah yeah i feel like that's the issue and it, it, it's it's with that being said they also 
didn't have time to get they they didn't give themselves time to gain their footing. <clears throat> I feel like if they would have patiently waited, given every Justice League member their own movie, and then do it exactly how Marvel do it did it, and then do a team up. Well, not exactly how Marvel did it because Marvel gave everybody a trilogy. No, yeah, but I mean like give everyone an introduction <laughs> like at least first. One movie, yeah, because yeah. they introduced half of the original members of the Justice League in one movie. Yeah, and it's like there's no. Zack Snyder did the best he can introducing because granted we did get Zack Snyder. I, I'm envisioning this without Snyder cut. L- no, no. Let's say if if the Snyder cut would have came out instead of the Whedon back in the time, well, right? Unfortunately, the Whedon we didn't have we didn't have Aquaman Aquaman movie at the time. <clears throat> we didn't have um the Flash was first being introduced, Cyborg was first being introduced, so it was like you introduced all these people immediately in one you know like in a team-up movie mm-hmm. and you only waited what was it three movies for a team-up movie what do yeah. we have man of steel wonder woman well and batman versus superman batman and that's when wonder woman was introduced she was introduced it, in batman that's another superman. see good another one where you're introducing people not in their own and they're like characters yeah. it's like it's not like wonder woman some side character in the comic books like no wonder woman's wonder woman bro like you go to any house and you say wonder woman they're gonna know who the hell you're talking about yeah but i didn't mind that introduction only because if you really think about it she's an amazonian does she yeah you would want to see the beginning of what made her explore the world but at the same time she doesn't need one yeah Unlike yeah. someone like Aquaman who lived his life on land, how did he become king? But, yeah. Which was good because when they first introduced him, he wasn't king yet. Mm-hmm. And he, all that stuff that happened in Aquaman didn't happen yet. Yeah. So it wasn't a prequel. That was after. Yeah, yeah, it did happen Justice after. Justice So it's like, that makes sense. They did that good. They, the way they organized that was well. Uh, the Flash is the only... Well, again, it's going to be after... Mm-hmm. It's not not necessarily an origin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, with at the same time too, I can understand the not having origins. It's like at this point, all these we characters know, yeah. have been out for almost a hundred years. Most people it's already know their origins. Understandable so, for the fact, yeah. uh, if they were doing this, which doesn't seem like they are, just doing this for the comic book fans because the comic book fans yeah, we'll all know this. Mm-hmm. They all know the origins. They all know what how they became who they became. And especially if you don't plan on changing that origin, what's the need to do it again? It's like the same thing with Spider-Man. Yeah. They, Spider-Man's origin was the exact same origin it's always been in the MCU. It's why they didn't need yeah. to show you how he became Spider-Man again. Yeah. That <laughs> seen be it, what, a whole four times? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. I don't know. Hopefully they, they get things, they gain their footing. Because, I, lo- I lo- man, I love Batman. I love the DC characters. Like, Superman's awesome. I, I as much of a Marvel fan that I am, I don't see a lot of Marvel people handling Superman and Batman like the okay. people at their tiers. I like, love that. <laughs> yeah, like I just I, and I just think they're awesome. Like Batman, I love the way Batman is, the personality of the character, everything. Yeah. Like this is Spider-Man will be him. Yeah. Batman fans out there are screaming. All right. <laughs> 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 But, yeah, good luck, DC. I want to go on to the next thing. 
Uh, ALGS, Apex Tournaments just started back up. Apex Legends Global Series. Yes, Apex Legends Global Series. And there's been some hiccups, man. One thing that I've never, that I, I've sat down and I, I've, I've tried to look up and it seems like it was like just completely brushed to the side was people being caught, like people caught cheating. But it was cheating during the qualifiers. Yeah, and that's the, the yeah, and that's that's why it's point. such an issue because the yeah. tournaments started already. So it's like, it's like, is it is it? I I personally like I understand. Okay, let me gain my thoughts. Right, so I understand how why it could be hard to let's say go back to doing qualifiers. Right, you mm-hmm. probably have dates for certain with partnerships and other companies set to do certain things and all this other you know. You know, TV companies, you probably got offers with ESPN. We're, we're putting this on this time, that we're doing yeah. this at this. You know, you'd have to change everything. So that part of it, I understand why it would be almost impossible to go back. But at the same time, it's like, what message is that sending out? It's like, you had cheaters during the qualifiers, and all the people who were actually there that weren't cheating, that were actually busting their ass to try to get in, and probably could have got in if it wasn't for the cheating teams. I was really thinking about that, and I feel like that's debatable. Because think about it, there are people in their groups that beat them, even though they were cheating. Yeah, but... So I feel like if you were good enough like the people that beat those cheaters, you would beat the cheaters. Cause it's, I agree. Because when it comes to the comp, it's completely different than ranked. It's less mechanical skill and more thought process. And I feel like the cheaters, a lot of them... We're just relying on cheats for mechanical skill. Granted, of course, I don't agree with them. I'm not saying they should be cheating. I'm glad they're no longer playing and they got banned from playing. But I feel like if these people were good enough, they would have outsmarted these cheaters. Yeah, but I say I don't, the only reason why I, I say that is because I sometimes the game can be very... Granted, like you said, it's it's competitive, so it's played a lot different. But you can have those moments where it's just like being unlucky. You know how we were talking about like... Not every pro wins every match, especially yeah. if they're playing pubs. Because if they just jump in, you can jump in around six people. They all have guns, and then you don't have one. Yeah, like you fucked. But there could, like, we. I guess you know, not having watched every fucking moment, there could have been moments where they just got unlucky, and unfortunately, it was unlucky against one of the cheating teams. And it's like how what you know like what do they do like I like you said it does make sense like TSM would probably just slap any cheating team regardless even yeah. if they were aimbotting or were doing whatever yeah like even but, even if they can't confirm that they were cheating they'd be like oh these people are hitting their shots we gotta play smart yeah that's really all you gotta like there's one thing you can't obviously at that level you can't just assume everybody is cheating because look how good everybody is at aiming yeah there are fucking moments where literally you put po- they have seen them poke their head and within a second that yeah, person's dead and then you'll see who did it and you're like oh no that person guaranteed is not cheating yeah but yet they still did that so it's like you can't just assume they're cheating and if someone is hitting you with that many shots you got to play smart tsm would any of the teams that were invited would they would have played smart I wonder what they would have done if the people who who did qualify would have like done some type of like strike or petition and be like we're not continuing until it's redone. Like yeah. that would have been like, I would have. <laughs> I, would have I but, don't see them doing that because yeah. at the end of the day, this is their paycheck, yeah. not EA's yeah, or funds. It's just the fact, like the I don't know. It's just the thought of 
this is ALGS. Like this is the the big tour, the biggest tournament in Apex. Yeah, it's like the last time we had this tournament. How much money was in the pool? Like two point five, two point eight, something like that. It's and for esports, it's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can't compare it to um, you know, physical sports like basketball and stuff. Or even League. Yeah, League of Legends. Yeah, because like they're just they're established. They've been yeah, out for so Dota. long. But um, they, you know, it's a lot of money being being put out there, and I don't know the fact that you went the entire qualifiers with cheaters and didn't find out until after or didn't really process, I guess you can say, and, like, have the proof. Well, it was the like, players that put them on blast. People who died to them and watched them and so realized worse. it. So you mean to tell me the people, the... the Because I'm, think, I'm thinking about it as a company and business uh-huh. aspect. Like, the, the how doesn't the company catch, these, catch this? Like, during, let's say... Um, we we all know that they don't have many people that are keeping an eye just on regular play, anti cheat, right? Like when we make mm-hmm. our reports and shit. You would at least think during a tournament, you would at least fucking quadruple down on the people for that. Again, you have to remember this was before the tournament. This was during qualifiers. But that's what I'm saying. That's that's a big deal. Be it, this is not necessarily because they have hundreds of hundreds of people trying to play in these qualifiers. Yeah, but, they had but, they literally had to separate people by days. No, uh, yeah, and I understand that's that. What I mean, there's each but, each each game had only one person. Because that's all Respawn had to give these people. Each person had only one person watching, and they can't watch everybody in that game. Even then, for the regular championship, there's only five people actually watching and controlling and looking around. So imagine if during know. the big tournament itself, you only have five people. Now imagine yeah, trying from to a do company this. company who makes a billion dollars well, in a quarter. Of course, no, again, that's, that is on them. They <laughs> yeah. should hire more people. <laughs> yeah, but you have to think about what they have now. They, as of right now, from what they have, they can't have 10 plus people and watching every match for qualifiers, considering that during the qualifiers, you have like six matches happening at the same time. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's hard. Which, they need something, something, because that's, I feel like that's a big deal. The fact that you can't, you the, can't catch people during the qualifiers. So that's saying you have the possibility of having a cheating team get into the full-blown tournament. Yeah, but the really think about it, no one has because it's n- so hard to get away with it. Yeah. It's the little things that get you caught. Yeah. It's like literally, like I, when I was watching one of the people who were aimbotting, um, you had to see how he snapped. And it was literally for one moment where he turned it on to shoot from long range. Fucking and it just so happened at that moment, the person he had killed prior was watching him. <laughs> and he was just like, wait, what? What was that? And then he went back to watch it again. And he's like, nah, that guy's cheating. And it turned out he was cheating. That's wild. That's wild. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get, I mean, Apex, like a lot of games has its flaws. So hopefully they get, <clears throat> as time goes, <clears throat> they gain better footing. But speaking of this tournament, Little bit of uh, what was the drama that we see happening with Loki C nine? Oh yeah, Alpha people, Blood. everyone's saying that C nine <laughs> is griefing TSM, and everybody's griefing TSM. I don't think everybody's griefing TSM. Although, 
that one well, that we watched just before we started recording. Oh, yeah, when they were like... Yeah, that far. was a weird push. The thing that it wasn't weird to push, it worked out for them. Hold on, I'm and, sorry. Let's 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 talk about talk about the push. Where were they? Okay, so it was during the moment. I believe it was game four or five. Um, she, sh- which was it's Timmy, um, a prize and nice wig, um, had just came up from Geyser, and the team that was up there, I believe it was Intel ESA, and Intel managed somehow let sheesh just walk up on them from the geyser between geyser and no name they walked up on that choke literally walked up on them until didn't down a single person on sheesh sheesh was able to completely full heal and during that moment tsm decided to third party because tsm was literally on the other side right down the hill and i believe they were in no name okay and tsm of course saw that was like okay push and got up there to realize no one and sheesh was down so they had to go full in, ended up getting two people down, and that's when C9 pushed them. It's a bit debatable. The only My only problem with the play was the fact that Zach called out the play. They saw... No, so where Zach was by Fragment. He was mm-hmm. by... They were... The Zach and his team C9, they were by Fragment. They were by the were, high, by the little train tracks. In between, no name. Yeah, but, yeah, they were like in between then. Um, Zach saw them fighting. Noticed two people had gotten down on the team that had wiped and called out the push. My thing is, right before that, Albrelli called out that there was two teams in no name. And a team. And a team behind them in Fragment. And Zach decided, hey, let's just push that team there. That's out in the open that can get shot by like, Two to three different teams. Super out. And, Let's and just it was push. forcing yourself into a choke. And at the same time, right before that, when Zach was calling out the push, bro, both Alberelli and Naughty were, were like, eh, I don't know. Doesn't sound like a good play. Of course, they ended up getting it because it was unfortunate TSM had... Um, a fresh fight. Yeah. yeah they thought they were, they da- were going to clean up. How was down. Reps had only pop- popped a bat, had no health. And they had to fight that 3v2. But it's just like at the same time, why take that fight? Especially when you're two teammates. Like, I feel like Zach got lucky with that. And I say that because what happened later on was like Zach did the same exact thing. What happened? C9 got wiped. Yeah, it was just one of those situations where they no one else was going to push that push. Yeah, it just they got lucky that no other team thought, hey, let's third party them. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like. I don't know. I you can't can't really say C nine was griefing them, because for all we know, Zach would have done the same thing if it wasn't TSM. Yeah, because he they never outright said it's when, TSM. Go get them. No, yeah, they were Zach was just they like were just push, like, look at that push. team fighting up yeah. there. It's <laughs> like you know. I think I think I think a lot of it has just end up being coincidence. coincidence? It just ends up being coincidence. coincidence. They end up being in the same area at the same time. They see a team fighting. But the weird part is, so they wiped them twice and then tried to do it a third time and got wiped. A little weird. I mean, (laughs) hey, it's gonna happen. That's a big coincidence. You're not gonna. It it is definitely a big coincidence, but. And then sheesh, two people fucking accused sheesh of um griefing TSM when they landed on them. Like that, oh, not man. that was a great play. I gotta mention. I gonna. I want to mention that there was a that I forget which fight it was, and 
TSM had two people on Chiefs down. Yeah. Or cracked or no, something. Yeah, yeah, they had two people down. It was um, a And they end up break. losing still. I was sitting there watching, and then I see TSM die, and then Timmy's still alive, and I'm like, what <laughs> the was, hell just happened? It was because right before he hit the ground, Timmy threw some hard stars. And caught them yeah. beautifully. All three oh, of man. them. Caught all three of them. Leave it to Timmy, his yeah. damn hard stars. <laughs> <laughs> it was to the point that he caught them so well that they were thinking that he stuck how. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, they thought he stuck out, but I was like, nah, I didn't get stuck. But it's, it was a great play. It was yeah, a great crazy play. play. Like, especially for the fact that they had the circle in that in that yeah. area. So it was like, yeah, it was a perfect play. They went up, they both vowed they saw where they landed, and they were like, yo, we need to take that fight. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, the positions of every other team, if they were to try to ape any other team, they would have gotten third-partied. Yeah. The position that um TSM was going to, Barely anyone was capable of third partying that fight without getting deemed by someone else. Yeah. So it was a really smart play on Sheesh. Yeah. Yes. Another thing I have to say is how do you feel about coaches? Yeah, Being I able saw to talk that. during the matches. I saw that. I've been having that the like internal debate with myself trying to decide how I feel about it. Cause it's like I, I at first then are you you okay? That's all I'm paying for. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, at first, I thought to myself. At first, I tried comparing it to physical sports. Right, thought to myself when you're playing basketball, you know you can have your coach screaming at you, telling you what to do. But granted, everyone's on the court. You can see everyone on the court. Yeah. It's completely different when you're playing the game. You can't see where everyone's at. You don't know where everyone's at. And if you're not playing, then you can, like, and that that's if you're playing, right? You don't know where anyone is. You don't know who's alive or what's happening. Or you only know about you and your team and what you can actually see at the moment. Now, when you have people that aren't playing, they can see everything. They can pan to whoever team. They can just jump on Twitch, whoever's streaming jump on whoever's stream and see any team that's playing know where they are know what they're doing yeah know how they're gonna rotate that in that scenario that's not i'm not, I'm not saying that's what they were doing yeah i was gonna say that but it's, you have it's to the at fact least, that it's a possibility you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not yeah exactly but because it's the they, fact... these are all professional coaches mm-hmm. i hope because that's cheating obviously that's 100 percent cheating. so you gotta hope they're not doing that but I feel like even other than that, teams with the coach still have an unfair advantage because that's a fourth head for them to give yeah, info. Not info, but their pretty much thought process mm-hmm. and kind of help them with plays and what they should do. Because mm-hmm. think about it. The three people playing in the game, it's so hectic. Adrenaline's pumping. You might make mistakes because of it. Mm-hmm. Now imagine being not playing. You're, You're level-headed. Level head. You're calm. You're calm. And... You're analyzing everything. But... Then again, that's giving the W to the person that's not playing. In a sense, you get yeah. what I mean. Like that's the person that not that's not playing's decision. That's not showing the skill of the people playing. Exactly. So it's like, it's it's funny because um. Then I was talking to Beth about it, and she was like, "Well, why don't they just have you know? Why doesn't every team just have a coach?" And this is and I was that's why I tried to explain to her. Yeah, I was like. Most teams that have a coach have an org back, yeah. you know, they're backed by an org. I was like, if you, you know, I was telling her, if you, me, and Dylan were, were nice and we were 
you know, we could we could go for the qualifiers, and if we were really nice, we can get in the tournament. Yeah. And we'll just random people who live in an apartment in yeah. New York, and it worked. She like, legit says they're doing this for fun. Yeah, like they they, they <laughs> legit like legit it's like, like yeah, and it's, it's like and that creates <clears throat> that eliminates that equal opportunity. Yeah. You know. Because then now everybody can join a tournament as long as you have the skill to yeah. join the tournament. It's true. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's like maybe allowing the coaches to talk in between matches. Yeah, in between, or if there's a pause, which is rare, or if but or if there's a pause. That's that. That should be the only. Maybe when there's a pause, maybe because the game's still happening. Do so they it's even like have pauses. They don't do pauses. No, I I just thought about it because you never know if something goes wrong, Apex. like within the system. Yeah. I don't know if they do any of that. I know well, the games crashed on people before, and they just continue the games. Yeah, that's another thing that gets me kind of, that gets me a little upset. It's like yeah, like we were talking about before, the process of redoing things. But it's is is probably close to impossible. Yeah, the way it but, works though is they um they only do it. They only continue the game if it's so far into the match. Like, if it was literally right off the bat, someone tries to... They start the match, and then people crash, they're going to restart the game. But the problem with that is a lot of times people crash in the middle of the matches. Now, you got teams by that point who probably have 10-plus kills. Yeah, and it's like, are you going to take all that KPL Yeah, like, are you really going to hurt them after they just put in so much work, and the next match they might get unlucky and not do anything and not get any kills? Yeah, it's it, it. You know, it. I feel like in every way, it's a someone loses. Of course, you know, someone loses because then if you restart it, it's like, the yeah, that person yeah. loses all the KP. But now, if you continue it, that person that got DC'd something completely out of their control. Well, like it, you know, loses, it makes sense because so. look, because it happened a few times. No Cocoa Puffs in this tournament died to a bug because of alcohol. I can't stand that. Like, yeah, so it was like it, it. It has its problems. Freaking those. I remember watching one thing during scrims. Um, snipe through his caustic alt and literally bounced off the wall and disappeared. Bru- and crazy. yo, to make it worse, it was a perfectly thrown alt. Two people were stuck in a room oh, and couldn't leave. Man, he would have killed both of them. That sucks. And it's just like it happens, and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, what can you do in the middle of a match? Yeah, you can't do anything. Like you can't. But. Then again, they're not doing shit after the matches either. They're yeah, not fixing right? this shit. Yeah, I know. It's not like we don't hear anything like, hey, big wave of, of updates. Yeah. To, like... And they, and they even said that they're never going to do an Operation Health. It sucks. It sucks when you have a game that you love so much and the people that make the game don't seem to love it as much as the players. No, they claim to love it so much. But my thing, and my thing is, is if you love this game so much, you'd be willing to slightly reduce your own salary to put as much money into this game as possible. This game made a billion dollars in, in 2021. Oh, was, oh, was it, a, was it, it a year. A, was it a year? It was a year. Yeah. In a year, it made a billion dollars. Really think about that. If this game is struggling this much and still doesn't have, and they still claim to have a small team mm-hmm. where is that money going that billion dollars right yo that's true the oh, one a lot of people are blame like it's all, all back and forth people blame ea people blame respawn i just want to know who's controlling the money because if it's ea then it is ea's fault they should give respawn more of a budget to hire more people now, if it's respawn, they gotta reduce their salaries. Yeah, 
because they need to hire more people. You're claiming all this like, oh, we don't have enough people. Then hire more. You made your game. Your this one game. Think about all the games EA has. This one game made a billion dollars. Why would you not invest more in the game that's making you the most money? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It it doesn't even make sense. And Honestly, it's, and it's like, and it, EA is giving them that high of a budget. Where's the money going? What is Respawn doing with it? I'm sorry, I was just making sure it was it wasn't the because uh, I could have swore I read somewhere of them making some obscene amount of money in just a quarter, but yeah, it was the. I think they did. I think it was like over. It was like over half half a billion. Yeah, half a was, million. Yeah. Half a billion. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. In a quarter, it's like yeah, it's it was some stupid shit. Bananas. And it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, when you charge twenty dollars for a skin, it's usually what's gonna happen. <laughs> Well, let's go to the next thing because we but, can rant about, Bob, about quick, how my thing the is, bullshit these my people thing is, do. How <laughs> high are these people's salaries? I mean, you got the to... fact that you have to make a hollow spray ten dollars. Not even was it a charm? Was it? Was no, it, it was a, a hollow spray. Charm? It was a Nessie hollow spray. Ten dollars for a Nessie hollow spray. Isn't that the price of the battle pass? Battle pass is like twenty bucks, fifteen bucks. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, it, it really doesn't make sense. I was doing the math. And when I was looked online, they said they get about a few million people playing daily. Wow. So now imagine a few million people. And then every few days they change the store and add new stuff. If you were to make every individual item a dollar, so that means bundles that have four items will be four dollars. Mm-hmm. And every individual thing a dollar. And only about 500,000 people buy that item. That's one item. They'd make millions. Yeah. Like that one that one bundle. They'd make millions. So it's like, the fact that you have millions of people playing, you can make a lot of money. And on top of that, it being cheaper, more people are going to want to buy. Yeah, because like, I could afford to spend more. That's yes. That's how most like, think about think. it this way. If mm-hmm. I'm going to pay $10, why am I going to pay $10 to get one thing? Or, you know, you can make where I pay, I pay $10 and I can get 10 things. And think about it. The way the store works, no matter what, you have to spend $10. Yeah, because you need to buy at the least bundle. $10 worth of tokens. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, you're still getting that 10 bucks. Yeah, so in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're giving more of an incentive to spend that $10. That's true. I don't know. I don't and know what their logic the is behind fact, And also for the fact that when you go online, you have a bunch of people saying... Respawn, EA, we're willing to give you money. Yeah, if you just, just like stop recoloring stuff as on top of that too. <laughs> just make everything less cost less. Mm-hmm. Fix your game. Like and we'll spend the money. So that means even if you reduce the prices of all this stuff, you'll probably still hit that billion dollars. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> because people will still spend what they were spending before. The only difference is they're they'll getting just more. get more. Yeah. Because they'll keep doing it. For all you know, because they're getting the more, they'll spend more. Yeah, because they think they're, in a sense, saving. Yes. You know, and they don't realize you're just spending more money. Yes, but. exactly. <laughs> like, I really want to, I would really love to see the behind the scenes, to see what is going on, to understand why is it that they can't fix any of this. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's good reasons. Praying that it's good reasons. Yeah, I want to give them the type, benefit of... Type 3 trailer comes oh, out. Oh, man. I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but from what they did with... From what they did with Titanfall 2, it's hard to. Yeah, I know. They, they're hard. claiming, oh, Apex is going to be this game. It's going to last 10 years. But they said Titanfall 2 was going to last too. 
Yeah. And look what happened to that game. They just gave up. Poor game. I love that game. Let's go on to the next thing, because this thing what has next been thing? stuck in my head. Ooh, you. So, oh. I, was, I, I was sitting down just thinking to myself, how will the MCU introduce mutants, right? Not just the X-Men, just mutants in general, because they're, they're a complete, just separate species, right? What do they call them? So, mm-hmm. uh, Homo sapiens superior. Yeah, I was going to say, not a separate species. Yeah. They're just evolved. Yeah, Homo sapiens Homo sapien superior. Yeah. Wow, such an egotistical term, right? Homo sapiens superior. I mean, that was the point because yeah. the person who came up with that title was Magneto. I don't even know. Oh, was it? Okay, I was like, who the hell made up the name anyway? I you believe it was Magneto. He called themselves Homo sapiens superior. So, yeah, so, and that needs to be, if you know, for those listening, keep that in your head because there's a big part in their, what their race is with what I'm about to talk about. So in Jonathan Hickman's recent, um, the kind of, I guess you can say, you know, every few few years, yeah. Well, say it again. Rendition. Yeah, His yeah. Rendition. Every every few years, we get like a little, I guess, yeah, a little rendition reboot, kind of of the character of characters, and we got the and we got ours for the X Men or the mutants as a whole, because in the series, the mutants are actually working together. They literally are forming themselves as a nation on the island of Krakoa, which I'll talk about what Krakoa is in a little bit, but. For obviously those that are listening because you know what Coco is. <laughs> but that that incorporating this, right? Having let, let, let me rewind. So they the mutants come together. Xavier is like, hey Magneto, let's set our differences aside. Let's have all mutants come together, live on one nation, one island. We're all a team. Which for anyone that knows or just or let's say only has only watched the movies are probably thinking, holy shit. Like, <laughs> imagine that. That's a huge team that's powerful as hell to have all the mutants working together. Um, Krakoa being a living island that supplies a mutant. A mutant yes, yes, a mutant um, that supplies everything. It's a, literally, it's a little weird. Like, apparently, they're, they're, like, there's literally trees that, like, will full-grown grow, like, some random shit, like, cloth. And there you go. You make your clothing. Like it's like the perfect island that supplies everything for them. And along with that, it has three plants. So Xavier and Magneto decide we're gonna turn these plants into pills that humans can take, and it benefits human life. One pill ages lets humans live five years longer. One is pretty much the perfect the antibiotic, and the other heals all diseases of the mind, which I'm assuming is like dementia, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, mental, mental all that disease, stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, huge. Imagine humans only having one antibiotic for everything. Imagine being able to heal all those mental diseases and being able to live longer. It's enormous. But they only offer those pills to nations who recognize Krakoa as a nation. So think about that in the in the MCU. If if this is how we were introduced to the mutants, this would be huge. Because we've had heroes come in and just join the Avengers. You know, help save the day here and there. But we've never seen a group of heroes change the world, change the economy, change politics, change every aspect of life. (laughs) Aside from Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and he wasn't a hero. (laughs) Well, I think it depends on the perspective you're on. (laughs) Some people might disagree with that. (laughs) But... 
you, you see what I'm saying? Like, we haven't had anybody come in and create that type of impact yeah. in the MCU. And I would love to see that. To see the mutants come in as a unit. Well, we're going to. With Black Panther, he's opening up the borders. Remember, he wants to start true, spreading but that's, the wealth of Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, true. But that's the thing, though. Wakanda, at least with the 1% of people in power and influence, people they knew. I was watching Age of, um, Age of Ultron last night, and um, they were talking about uh, Claw and what he was doing. And then Bruce is like, he's something about some country, well, well, Wakanda? Yeah. Tony and Steve knew exactly what Wakanda was. They mm-hmm. looked at each other and they were like, crap. Because well, they, they knew of course. that's where the metal from the shield yeah. came from. So it's like, it's a known country. Like, imagine just these people just... It's a known country, but a lot of people don't think it, it exists. Yeah, yeah. It's like but a fairy tale. Just, to most. And at, at the same time, he didn't pull up. He offered... His re- he's offering his resources. He's not like, yeah. in a sense, the mutants. What do you call that? Not not black. An ultimatum, mutant. giving people an ultimatum. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're doing it to their benefit in a yeah. way. It's like whereas T'Challa was just like, I'm gonna help the world. Yeah. You know, and it, it it's cool because then it immediately establishes that tension. I, I sound a little shivery because I'm actually kind of cold. I don't know why, but. It also creates that tension because we've seen throughout the comics there was sort of like a racist aspect to mutants. A lot of people, even the Avengers, who are powered humans, looked at mutants like, oh, shit, who are these? Like, you know, I, I, I guess we got to work with them, like, here and there. Like, there were very few relationships that were genuine. Because, well, um, but then again, and I say that, that's my, that's, I'm not including people who, mutants who were Avengers. I'm not including yeah. those people. Okay. But um, yeah, because we did have a few mutants yeah. who were just full blown Avengers and were actually never part of the X Men. Yeah. Um, and that's another way it changes. Not having a mutant in the X Men, just having the X Men. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't know. I don't know. It, it's pretty cool. It it it'll, it'll. I I can't stop thinking about it. Like how they could. Granted, we lose a lot of people. We lost a lot of, a lot of people who um. It would have been interesting to see that, like Tony and Steve, how they would have reacted if the mutants would have introduced themselves this way. Yeah. That would have been nice to see. Because I can see Steve kind of like, we got to work with them. And Tony still having that thought of the world needing to protect the world. Like now they're a threat. That that would have been very interesting to see. But... I can see that still happening with uh, Danvers and um, Falcon. Yeah. Got... Yeah. Like, like th- this would be, and it, it would be unlike anything we've seen, the mutants. Like, any way we've seen the mutants. Every time we've seen mutants, it's them fighting Magneto and Magneto's people. And, you know, people hate mutants. And then they're de- dealing with that racist part of it. And it's like to have the heroes, in a way, face the heroes in, like, a fake civil war would be cool. And then not only that, their stories, their individual movies would be insane. Because, like, right now in the comics, think about it. All the mutants are together for how long? Not every mutant that was bad is just going to be good. So you're going to have the problems within them. You'll probably have a civil war within the mutants, within Krakoa. But there's one big problem with all of this. Mm. 
how are you going to introduce mutants? Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like, what, you guys been living on an island this whole time and or never... the people. Yeah. Like no one's ever seen anyone with powers ever. Yeah. All these villains are suddenly going to become bad when yeah. they weren't before. Yeah, exactly. That's the only... I have a feeling they're going to do some multiverse shit like they've been like they did with Venom where he just appeared in the MCU. <laughs> I hope they don't cuz that would be pretty I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about that. Like they I hope they give us an explanation. I don't like that that's yeah. I really don't wouldn't like if that's going to be their explanation for everything. Yeah. Oh, why did this happen? Oh, the multiverse. Oh, why did this happen? Oh, the multiverse. Like yeah. I really hope that's not what they start doing. If they start doing that shit, I'm really going to lose faith in this. <laughs> it's like... The multiverse. Please, no. How is this guy still alive? Bro, the multiverse. Like, he was shot in the head. His head blew up. Like, the multiverse. <laughs> there was a universe where he survived it. <laughs> Bruh. That's true. It's like... It, it, it becomes annoying when it's used as, like, a, a, escape an escape. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. But... One other thing I want to mention, too, because I don't know if we're going to get this with the Eternals. One thing that was heavily incorporated in Jonathan Hickman's X-Men was they were, in a sense, immortal. That's what? another. They were, in a sense, immortal, which is another they interesting re- thing. They could reincarnate, not really be immortal. Well, reincarn- not even reincarnate. So what? what yeah, well, yeah, reincarnate, but... What Xavier had all their personalities and memories yeah. saved in Cerebro. I'm only repeating this because whoever's listening probably has no. Probably, either if they haven't read it, they don't know. Um, he had all the mutants' personalities and memories saved in Cerebro, and then had all their DNA saved with Mister Sinister. Yeah. So and then he had his five mutants within Krokoa, whose all their powers were re- very random and didn't make sense, but together actually worked i'm not gonna go through like because it's i don't know read the comic because it's a really good damn comic (laughs) but each of them like one created like an egg that didn't have any life in it the other created something else that then complemented that egg and then eventually literally they would make a human they would clone in a sense clone a human being that can live and then obviously they input the dna and then he puts in the memories, and then boom, that person's born again. We caught, we kind of saw something similar like that with the in the Eternals comic, but in the internal, uh, I want to say it's it was a 2009 series that ends up getting destroyed on them. So yeah. after that, they kind of are mortal. Mortal. I can't. My R's are like terrible. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna if the Eternals are gonna have that. You know, in the movie coming out but if they don't that'll be cool to see with the x-men then again i don't know how i feel about that unlimited lives thing because then you could just kind of do whatever the hell although the the x-men comic didn't they still made the their deaths significant because it was almost as if like professor xavier had this fear of like but damn what if this time it doesn't work Mm. You know, and what if this time we I actually officially did lose this person? And so, yeah, read the damn comic. It's so good. <laughs> and it makes and it makes sense because like each time it does it, it hurts Xavier. It does. He, he literally, literally has to watch them die mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. And, and he sees everyone as his children. He's like, these are all my children, and and I need to protect them. Yeah. And it's at the point that even Magneto, 
Even Magneto sees all the mutants as his children. Even the people that he don't, he's not even a fan of. He's just like, I mean, I like you, but you're, you're my brother. Yeah. You know, we're from the same family, so I'll protect you. I don't know. See what happens. I'm excited yet nervous. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, what are they going to do here? I see, I see you. And, and one other thing, too, is the main faces of the series, of the series starting out, were different. It, was, it wasn't just like, you know, what we saw in, in the old X-Men where it's just like, it was uh, Jean Grey and Storm and Wolverine. Like, their main faces are, are it's just a completely different group, which I I would like. Like, you know, let's let's give Wolverine some time to, to relax and let's get somebody new in there for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like anyone's going to hate on Wolverine if it's not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> But the thing is, I, it's I it would be I feel like Wolverine's different because they all like in the beginning they always referred to as Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, he wasn't officially a part of the X Men. Yeah, until a little, until a few years into it. And then eventually he just full blown. They stopped giving him. They stopped name titling comics like that. It was just yeah, it was just X Men. Yeah, or his own. Yeah, but. It, I feel like it'd be kind of weird not having Cyclops, Jean Grey, Storm. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, I feel like it would be cool. I personally would like, because I read the comics, so it's like, I personally would like a different group. But it, I had thought, and I had you, I had thought to myself, will that work? You know, will the fans, will the whole fan base like it? It's hard to not see iconic characters, especially yeah. when they're the face of that group. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they also, if I'm not mistaken, confirm they're not going to call them the X-Men. Yeah, the mutants. Yeah. Which is for all the people that are getting all mad and butthurt about that. That was Stanley's original name. He was going to call them the yeah, mutants yeah. at first. And the people were like, they were like, no one's going to know what mutants yeah, are. Yeah. So they just, so he changed it to the X-Men, but that was their original name, mm-hmm. the mutants. Which is cool. I respect that. I respect that. But one last thing that I want to talk about, which we had a, a small discussion on get to some some anime some last airbender stuff yeah cartoon a cartoon wouldn't yeah. consider that <laughs> i because i was just thinking animation that, yeah. that's what i was thinking <laughs> but um yeah you had mentioned how cora was although more experienced with all the elements quicker not necessarily Korra or or Ang, on to Ang them. learned them in a year, and Korra was basically born knowing three of yeah. the elements, and with and by the time she was like seventeen or something, she learned air. I just feel like at the time we saw them doing their stuff, Korra had more tuned to the elements and kind of mastered it more than Ang did at the time. Because remember when they were fighting the Fire Lord, Katara, both Katara and Toph said Ang still needed work on on mm-hmm. off uh, Earth and water. And he didn't even know fire. He yeah. barely knew fire at the time. Yeah. So it's like she was a lot more capable. Only difference was well, not even she could even use the avatar state more than he did. She was able to go well, to in and out of it. I, I want to. I'm sorry. You can continue. I just want to mention what we're discussing is why was it Korra was treated different from Aang? Although, like you said, she immediately knew more on the elements yeah. and had more control. Not even treated differently. She wasn't trusted there as you much. Go. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it, she did a lot of, yeah, she did a lot of bad, but it's like, so did Aang. Yeah. Aang did some stuff that ended up fucking them over. Yeah. He ran away. It was frozen in ice for a hundred years. 
that's fucking huge. The the Avatar wasn't there for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came back and everyone fully trusted him to do things. And so, yet Korra's mm-hmm. here trying to help. And like I'm watching and it's, yo, the one character I cannot stand is President Raiko in Legend of Korra. He irritates the shit out of me. Like, who the fuck do you think you are talking down to the Avatar? Right. <laughs> Avatar stay your ass. Like, yo, and, but it's just like, it's crazy because then they start doing meetings without her. Start discussing stuff without her. Well, and then like, um, and um, then she's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I want to do this to help people." Oh no, we don't trust you. You're not gonna do it. It's like. So, I was thinking about <laughs> this when you had mentioned it, and um, the only thing I could think of, right, where it would make sense as to why Aang was trusted more. God, I did that, and I, whew. <laughs> um. He, everyone was forced to. And the circumstance that they had, think about like like scratch the thought of La- of Korra, right? And just think about the last Inbrender and what they were going through, right? Mm-hmm. Fire Lord was dominating and slowly making his way to dominate the entire world. Mm-hmm. They had the comet coming where he would. They were speculating he's going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Now that created a timeline. Mm-hmm. So. With that timeline, how do we defeat him? The only way, the most, the strongest person that we know is alive mm-hmm. is the Avatar. So regardless of how experienced he is, we need to put everything into getting into, like, pretty much we have to trust him. We have to, we have to, because what else are we going to do? Which, in a sense, is kind of stupid because I felt like if a lot of people did come together, they could have fought him. There were a lot of strong fucking people in that show. But like, 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 think about adding everyone. If you had said the Fire Nation had the strongest army. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were more capable. Their army was the biggest. They were the most capable. Like, and their technology was wild. I only say that because, like, even Iroh kind of, in a way, was like, I can possibly beat him, maybe. But it's like, so it's like, if you alone can possibly meet him, beat him, you with like sixteen other people but probably then, could. But then he even said. Even if he could, it still wouldn't bring yeah, balance to the world look because like... the person who's gonna has to do it has to be the avatar. Yeah. Because it'll be just look like two brothers fighting for power. Yeah. And it's the same thing if anybody else were to take on the fire, it like it'd be like power. two nations fighting for power instead of a person fighting for balance, which was the avatar's point. Yeah. But my thing is, yeah, that's all good. But really, think about Korra's villain. The you have Amon in the first season who's threatening to get rid of every bender. In the entire world. Then the second scene is in, you had Unavatu, the dark spirit that was going to bring chaos throughout the entire world. She beat, well, she didn't beat Amon. Well, she kind of, yeah, she pretty much did beat Amon. She forced him to run. So she beat both of those people. And then the third one was Zaire, a person who was threatened to kill every single world leader. Yeah, I love Zaire. Such a great villain. Every single world leader and bring chaos to the world. And then you have the third, the fourth one wasn't too, wasn't too bad compared to the other three because all she wanted to was unite the the Earth Kingdom. She didn't want to go beyond that. Yeah. But then again, she was trying to harness <laughs> spirit power. Oh, yeah. Using the spirit vines to create super weapons. Who knows if because that power could have gone to her head and she could have yeah, wanted yeah. more. Been a new fire so <laughs> those four things right there. The only thing, like, the only one that was able to stop those was the Avatar. Yet nobody trusted the Avatar. Unless, uh, it could also be a personality thing. Look at the big difference. Whereas Korra had, um, because she knew so much at such a young age, she kind of carried this cockiness to her. 
Whereas Aang was much more humble. Another thing that I could only don't want. I feel like the one thing that makes sense was Aang wasn't around adults. It was all kids. That too. That too. And, and the then people, Korra has all these adults around her. But you know what? Is, I'm starting to remember back. With, and also think about the situations where they did interact with adults, right? And with a, with would approach an adult or a master, let's say, with respect and with this, even if he knew the element, kind of still approach them as if he don't know shit. Whereas Korra always had this like, I know what I'm doing. I, 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 I'm nice with it, which granted she was nice, but I think that's what, why people in the show didn't like her. I think that that's, you know, but that's the thing. They didn't show that they didn't like her. They emphasized, they even said it, that they didn't trust her because she's messed up. She saved the world four times. Even but like, even, even the fact that she saved all of bending is a huge. Yeah. Like, it just, it just, and her title alone, the Avatar. She is the Avatar, the only Avatar. Yeah. She is supposed to bring balance to the world, and you, yet you're not even going to trust her to do what she is meant to be. It's not like everybody else in the world. Yeah. They don't have, necessarily don't have a purpose. They have jobs, they live lives. No, she legit was made for that reason it's the only purpose yeah. of the avatar is to bring balance to the world and bring peace yet you're not gonna trust her to do that and even then i can understand you could argue oh she's cocky oh she's inexperienced then guide her yeah and be there mm -hmm. with her don't stop I her i think there were a handful like two or three that looked past all that and no. were just like wasn't there none was of it, the adults um, the only it? one was eventually halfway through the show lynn yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, her sister. Didn't Lin's sister try Su to help her? Uh, yeah, a bit, but that was only because she grew up very in a restrict household and she felt she needed to give people freedom. Yeah. And well, not, well, kind of like the opposite. She felt she grew up with a lot of freedom and felt there needed to be rules, but at the same time, needed to give people the choice. Yeah. She, all, she all understood that Cora had to go through what she had to go through. Yeah. But it's just like, I, it's like still, that's one person. And to make it worse, she spent very little time with Korra. Everybody else spent mad time with Korra. Knew what she was capable of. Knew her purpose. Yeah. Tenzin taught her. And you know the amount of times Tenzin went against her? Like, yo, by now, like, at season three, Tenzin should have 100% faith in Korra. Yeah. Same thing Especially with being Same thing with President Raiko. He should have so... Korra saved his city how many times? You should have so much faith in her. It's funny, though, because we saw in the last Airbender that even with the past avatars, they weren't all respected. They weren't respected, but by tyrants. Like, that's true. Like, there was that one avatar, I forget his name, that everyone just thought he was lazy and all he did Oh, was, um, know. Kurok. But that was different. It's because he no one ever saw him. It's because he lived during a time of peace. So in the physical world, he wasn't needed. But he was needed in the spirit realm. And that's what he did his entire life, was spend his time in the spirit realm fighting spirits, evil spirits. The reason why he wasn't liked was because he wasn't there. People yeah, thought he people wasn't thought there. People thought he was just like sitting but around. Because no one saw the war he was fighting. Korra's there! <laughs> yeah, right. You see what she's doing! To make it worse... 
the amount of times they praised her and they acted like you're gonna be the greatest avatar ever and then the next episode proceeds to be like no no you shouldn't you you, you shouldn't be a part of it. you shouldn't fight like no stop like no go hide that shit got me the amount of times they told her to go hide got me so tight <laughs> yeah you're like where's Aang? Aang, get over here no because i literally i was sitting there and shit they would tell Korra to do and not to do, all I thought was they would have never done that to Aang. Never. But then again, Aang wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have listened. After a while, Aang was just used to look at Korra people like, either, bro, like, who are you? Korra didn't either, though, which I respect. Yeah. Korra didn't, they told Korra no, and Korra was like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm doing it anyways. Which is like 100% what Aang would do. Yeah. And he's like, you, you, I'm going to go save these people. No, don't do it. Aang was literally like, huh? Like, I wasn't asking you. What? I wasn't asking you. I'm the avatar, bro. That's so true. And it's, uh... We're getting a movie, right? Then we're again, getting a... we're getting a few stuff. But then again, think about it. Aang was less political in his younger age. Yeah. Korra had to deal with politics. Yeah. They, that, they, you know, I was trying to get my wording because I was thinking about that. I was like, Korra had to deal with, like, government. Yeah. Much more government. Yeah. yeah, that was a good way to put but it. But then again, Aang would have said, fuck the government. I'm yeah, the Avatar. I'm going to save these people. Mm-hmm. And again, Korra did. That's why I respect Korra's character. Because at the end of the day, all these people were telling her not to do shit. And she was like, fuck off. Even her mistakes. Yeah. She had to make those mistakes. That's why a lot of them di- didn't understand. That's a lot of that. A lot of them in The Last Airbender understood. Aang had to make those mistakes. To learn, yeah. And it's like they expected her to be... Yes. It's like, yeah, it's so true because in the in Legend of Korra, it's like, you're the avatar. You should know this already. That's yeah. how they treated her. Uh-huh. And it's just like, uh, yet they didn't treat Aang like that. Yeah. They, Aang is like, you need to learn. You need to learn. You need to learn. Like, oh, like. It's because he was an air nomad, bro. And then with Korra, it's just like, shouldn't you know this? Oh, you don't know this? Oh, so. Like in that whole fight with Kavira, I understood she was mentally not there because of what happened to her with Zaire. Yeah. But for the fact of the matter is she saved the world three times. Yeah. Even if she wasn't mentally all there, you should have let her do her thing as the Avatar, but be there and support her. Yeah. Why are you trying to hide her? Like, legit, they're talking about what to do with Kavira, and Korra walks in, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't be here. The strongest person, one of the strongest people. Like, what on the are you planet? talking, talking about? about? The Avatar shouldn't be there, and I respect the Fire Lord, um, Zuko's granddaughter, yeah, because she didn't say it. She saw Korra came in, she was like, "Okay, cool, the Avatar's here." Yeah, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that last. I maybe it was just that last season. I don't know why people treated her that way. Yeah, like I understand she wasn't all there. But neither was Aang in that last season against the Fire Lord. Yeah, he didn't think he was going to win. He was and yet sure. everyone was still there and supported him. But then again, it was his group. And Korra's group did support her. Mm-hmm. Asami, Mako, Bolin, they yeah. all supported her. And they were like, we're here for you. Like, we'll put our life down on the line for you. Anything. Yeah. I guess it's just President Raiko. That got yeah. me tight. Asshole. Like, I don't know why you're questioning the Avatar. But yeah. We had a decent week. Next week, hopefully, we have some good stuff. Uh, let us know what you guys think about everything. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know you started to do that, but I didn't answer this question you mm. asked. The movie, Um, I believe it's not a movie. It's a series. Uh, 
I believe they're doing a live action a live action series with Netflix. I don't know if it was canceled. No, I'm talking about an, um, an animated movie. They, oh yeah, they did with the studio, the studio. Yeah, I heard the they, there was a few program. stuff. I think it was like two movies of a series that the studio had confirmed that they're doing. Mm. I have, if it's I believe one of the movies was confirmed to be the la- the last book of the last Airbender, which was with Zuko's mom mm. and all of that. Okay. I just want to answer that before we end it because yeah. I realized I completely <laughs> skipped over your question. <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, you guys think ALGS is fair? Did you love DC Fandom? I'm pronouncing it wrong. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Let us know what you think. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Almost dropped my iPad. It was the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all in the next one.